You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and, Nick, I wanted to play some quick audio from you uh, or from Nathaniel Hackett from yesterday um, about we were just talking about some of those young players uh, and building up their confidence and, and, and some of these guys stepping up. I mean, you look across the board, Nick, and, and obviously on offense they've had a ton of guys come in. We mentioned Luke Wattenberg, uh, obviously Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson. Uh, Greg Dulcich has become one of their best offensive weapons. Uh, so they've had had a handful of, of really young players, uh, especially rookies, come in and fill in on offense. And then on defense, I mean, Damari Mathis is playing really good football. Um, you know, you've got Matt Henningsen, you know, playing up front. Um, Uwazirike, uh, proud of myself for getting that name right um, up front <laughs> as well. Uh, Nick Benito's playing a little bit more. So, uh, it, you know, they've got a, a really a, a big handful of, of young football players playing for them. And Nathaniel Hackett, talked about that yesterday uh, and kind of building their confidence up and, and also uh, how they've contributed to the team this year. So here's the audio from Morocco's.com. Right, we've been continually saying next man up. We've got more guys that are probably going to uh, end up on IR even this week. And we've been saying, hey, you get opportunities and you have a choice. Everything for, for us, we always talk about that choice. How are you going to respond when you're down nine to three? How are you going to respond down 27 to zero. How are you going to respond when you get your opportunity? And it's the same thing with the coaches. They have an opportunity to coach more guys that we might not have spent that much time with, uh, but the coaches keep their heads down. They're fired up for the opportunity to see somebody else that potentially could uh, do something great on the field. Nick, how have you had, I mean, we just kind of talked a little bit about a a couple of those guys, but how have you seen uh, some of these young guys step up and and really, I mean, not even just young guys, but other guys that Again, you weren't maybe expecting to play a ton this year uh, or weren't even on the team. I mean, you talk about some of the guys they've picked up uh, because they have so many guys on the injured reserve. How have you seen these guys step up and and, and fill in in those spots? Well, I've seen these guys kind of really step in because it's due to necessity. Uh, And that's how it works in the NFL. A guy gets injured. Now the guy in waiting has to step up. And I know there's this idea that Hey, you know, starters don't lose their job to uh, injury, but that's a lie. Let me tell you that much, because the the idea is that teams want to win. Coaches want to win. And it's all about setting that culture. So if there's an unexpected guy that unfortunately is thrust into the lineup and they start to play well, you try to keep that momentum going. And and we've seen that. We've seen uh, growth in Damari Mathis. I mean, a guy who uh, if – um, you know, Ronald, Dar- uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ronald Darby didn't get injured. He would have never really seen the light of the day, not this year, maybe next season, but he's received a lot of playing time. And then you also look at a guy like Jalen Virgil, 
a guy that came in as a free agent from Appalachian State that most people thought were not going to make this team because the Broncos were so deep at safety and he drafted, you know, a, a guy uh, in Montreal, Washington. So he's been able to contribute or at least get on the field and get viable experience. And then there's Greg Dosage, uh, a, a guy who continues to show his talent, the same level of talent that we saw at UCLA when he was being evaluated. He's still showing it here with the Denver Broncos. So it's important for a lot of these young guys to get that value playing time because it helps build character. It helps build that chemistry, you know, with the offense and especially with uh, Russell and with Damari Mathis. It just kind of builds the faith and confidence in George Payton. Hey, I went out and grabbed this guy out of Pittsburgh and we didn't know what kind of corner he was going to develop into. But once again, with uh, playing time, I mean, his level of confidence has started to grow and one thing I, I love about a lot of these young guys, they're not peaking, right? They're not peaking because usually in college, usually you play only 10 games, you know, unless you go to a bowl game. But now they've surpassed that mark and they're continuing to surge forward. So it is really important that a lot of these young guys get this ta- get this experience because it's only going to boost their talent. Well, and Nick, Nick, you said something really interesting there uh, that brings me kind of to my next point. You talked about culture and you also talked about experience and and going through some of this how can going through some of the struggles that this team has gone gone through help some of these younger guys even the older guys I know there's some guys on this team that have been through this before right like they've seen this season before maybe not as this bad I mean you look back at the last couple years they they were close they were a couple games away from from making the playoffs just a season ago um, when you really look at it but how can the, the the struggles of this team maybe help these players and and also the coaches. I mean, you talk about a coaching staff uh, that, you know, that Nathaniel Hackett brought in, they were used to winning. I mean, Hackett was winning in green Bay. Um, You you bring in a good chunk of the Ram staff from last year, right? When you talk about Evero and Stukes, um, you know, those guys won a super bowl a year ago and now they're four and 10 uh, in their first year, you know, uh, here in Denver as coordinators. So how can maybe these struggles maybe, Again, we don't know what's going to happen this offseason, but how can the, these struggles maybe help, uh, you know, start to maybe build a culture and, and have some of that experience going forward? Well, the way that it does, and, and I'll start with the two people you just mentioned, uh, Jura Evero and Dwayne Stoops, they, they were part of a team that won a Super Bowl. And when you look at both teams at this point, they're both struggling. At, and no one kind of predicted that either team would be in the situation but when you look at what both franchises are, to me, you would love to be in, you know, the Broncos shoes and Evero and Stuke shoes, because when we look at the Rams, where they're going, to me, they might've peaked already. That, that was it. They won their Super Bowl. That's it. Remember the last time the Rams won a Super Bowl with, I mean, they not won, but they went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. It was a, some, some years before they were able to get back. So when you look at the Broncos being in a situation, having a guy like Russell, Knowing as though you have so many injured guys, thinking, okay, well, what's 2023 going to look like? Getting guys back, adding some free agents, and then knowing as though you still have a locker room full of young guys. You look at that Rams roster. I mean, they have guys who are maybe the fifth, sixth years, and, and now you look at this roster, you now have the ability to grow with these guys. And when you are struggling like this and you've had all these injuries, Coach Hackett alluded to it himself it forces the coaches to coach better because it's easy to coach a bunch of veteran guys. When you're coaching young guys, when you're coaching 
uh, guys who you figured that would not have been starters, but now have been thrust into that starting role. You have to be a little more detailed in your game plan. You may have to simplify things. Other times you may have to expand things, but you get a chance to do that when you are a team that's struggling. It's not ideal, George, but once again, it really presses the button on how well your young players can adapt, but more importantly, your coaches, how can they adapt to the situation and be better coaches? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Nick, that brings me to another question that I think a lot of people are maybe interested in, and that's, would you bring the staff back? When you think about the struggles they've been through, maybe the the ups and downs, obviously, a lot of downs this season, but they're starting to show a little bit of progress. Um, and it seems like, you know, maybe if you go through all the struggles this season, right, maybe the coaching staff that is relatively young, right? I mean, you look across the board, this is a coaching staff. You've got a handful of guys coaching position groups, you know, uh, you know, as the top position coach for the first time, or you have Evero, first-time coordinator, Hackett, first-time head coach, uh, you know, uh, you know, got Clint, who's in his just second year calling plays ever in the NFL. Stukes, only his second time being a special teams coordinator. You've got a lot of young guys. Do you look at it, Nick, and you say, all right, they got a season under their belt. They understand what the struggle looks like. Uh, let's bring them back and see if they can learn from that and, you know, kind of have a, a you know, not a reset in, in 2023, but, uh, you know, kind of let them run it back one more time and see if they can figure things out. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, uh, I know that's not the answer that a lot of fans want to hear based on how the season has worked out thus far. Because, um, I mean, obviously it's not the season that everyone anticipated and you expect it to have more, but what did you anticipate knowing as though you just mentioned a lot of firsts in there for a lot of individuals. And and to me, yeah, in in this game, you know, you have to cut your teeth somewhere. You have to build that callus. And maybe the season uh, was that season. We've seen teams go from first to worst. and We've seen teams go from worst to first. So maybe that's a possibility in 2023. Here's what I would say that happens is that maybe the coaching staff doesn't get fired because of that, George, but maybe certain guys on the coaching staff now are not going to be here because they're always sacrificial lambs when you win and when you lose. So if Hackett is like, hey, listen, look at the situation I was presented with. Obviously, you know, maybe I uh, uh, underestimated, you know, what this situation was going was gonna to be like and then the injuries didn't help. Give me an opportunity to run it back. I can see George Payton and the Penner family, Penner Walton family saying, okay, we're going to do that. But you know how this works, right? Uh, you got to crack some eggs and make, make an omelet. So you're going to have to let go of some of your coaches. And here's what we're going to do. We're not going to tell you who to let go. We're going to allow you to make that decision. But here's what we're going to tell you that you can't do. We're going to tell you that you can't fire Clint Kubiak because the team has uh, offensively, progressively looked better under Clint Kubiak. We're going to tell you that you can't fire, you know, Jiro Evero because the defense has continued to step up, even keeping pace after the Broncos fired Vic Fangio. So 
deal with that what you may, but these are the individuals that you can't find anyone else is good to go. But if you want to come back, these are the requirements that you're going to have to abide by. All I heard in all of that, Nick, was omelet. Um, <laughs> sounds really good right now. Uh, but uh, no, but I, I think I think you're right, Nick, because if you – I've started thinking about this because obviously we're getting towards the end of the season here, and that's the storyline, right? I mean, these last three games, obviously, you, you want to win. And like I said, jobs are on the line. They're important games, in my opinion, if you want to keep your job. But um, – I think there's a very real scenario that they keep a good chunk of this staff. Now, what has to probably happen is you're right. You got to keep Evero, which, you know, his name's going to be a hot name out there. I don't think he'll, he'll get a head coaching job this offseason. I think he might get some calls, right? Maybe do some interviews, but I, I think he, he probably won't uh, get one of those head coaching jobs. Uh, but I would keep the entire defensive staff. I just would not touch it. I think that they've done a really good job this year. Uh, unless, you know, somebody gets, you know, a different job and they leave. But on the offensive side, Nick, I think you've got to promote Clint Kubiak to the official offensive coordinator. That has to happen. Uh, Justin Alton, I don't really know. Maybe you move him to a different position. Maybe he moves on and goes elsewhere. And then I think you've got to consider uh, what you do with the offensive line because I, I know they've had a ton of injuries there, but that group's just kind of underperformed this year. So I wonder if Butch Berry – is one of those guys, the offensive line coach, that you look at and say, can we go get somebody with maybe a little bit more experience? And, and uh, Mike Barry, Munchak. I mean, Mike Munchak, I agree. That was one name that when when the old staff left, I at first was one of the first to mention to say I would keep Mike Munchak because I think the job he was doing was pretty damn good, uh, you know, when he was here. So it, could you get him back? I, I, I don't – is he coaching anywhere right now, Nick? I feel like he took – did he take the year off maybe? Uh, I think it might, I think it might have taken a year off. I'm not yeah. uh, totally uh, sure that he could be uh, advising for the Minnesota Vikings. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, I would even, you know, one thing I would do, Nick, is I'd call up Gary Kubiak and say, can you come in and be, you know, kind of a consultant analyst? I have no idea if he'd be interested in doing that. Um, you know, kind of sort of like Dom Capers this last year for the defensive side of the ball, I believe. You know, could you bring in a Gary Kubiak on the offensive side of the ball? I, I don't know what that father-son dynamic would be like uh and it sounds like gary's enjoying his time in texas according to clint you know clint spoke with a group of us last week um and kind of spoke about gary and just living i think he's like in texas in like a nice house just fishing every day or something wait, wait, wait. Hold, uh, hold on hold on george we live in the world of technology this is in the 1920s so yeah. there's still ways that uh clint can talk to his father where his father still can fish and take care of his cows down on his ranch in, in, in Texas. All he has to do is use Zoom, right? Use Zoom. Right. Have a weekly meeting with his son. I'm saying, but I want him there on the sidelines, Nick, because I oh. think he can help out. I think he could help out with some of the game management uh, and just what's going on. I mean, and in my opinion, Nick, I would call up Gary and be like, "Hey, you want to come be the head coach?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I think he'd be great. Good thing that you're not the George that's in charge. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, but you know, I, I think there's some interesting things they could do with this staff this offseason that makes you believe that maybe this thing can head in the right direction. But, again, if they bring him back, the number one thing that has to happen, I think you have to promote uh, Clint Kubiak to offensive coordinator. And then I think you have to look at some of the offensive, you know, positions and say, hey, you know, can we make a, a change here to improve us? But, again, it's going to be interesting, Nick. These last three weeks – I know there's a lot of people out there. There's nothing to play for. Uh, you know, these, these games aren't interesting. Broncos, Rams, oh, my gosh, two, four, and ten teams. 
there's jobs on the line. Uh, there's there's free agents, free agencies coming up. There's a lot to play for. There's always – I thought Brett Rippon answered my question the other night perfectly. There is always something to play for in the NFL. And while some people don't think there is these last three weeks, I think there is a lot in Denver to play for. No, there, there is a lot to uh, play for. You want to end the season on, on a high note because, you, once again, you want to go into the offseason with an idea. Even if it might be a superficial one, hey, listen, look what we did in the last couple of games when – no one thought we had those capabilities. Russell was injured. Uh, offensive line is banged up, playing musical chairs, questions about our coach, but we continue to fight, right? It's, it sounds like a Hollywood movie, if you think about it. Always in that third act, after being beat down in the second act, there's always uh, the hero that emerges, rises like a phoenix from the ashes, and, and it's like, yes, they did it. We stood up in the theater and we clapped. I mean, I just gave you the plot to every single Rocky Balboa movie, right? The Broncos could see themselves like that. So, yes, there, there is something to play for, and you want to end on a high note, something to celebrate, because who wants to spend the offseason thinking about how bad they were? Yeah, I agree. Well, Nick, we got we got to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to go make an omelet and start watching some Rocky. Rocky's Rocky, <laughs> the Rocky reference, that's like one of my favorite movies, um, all the Rocky movies. So, I might watch all those today on our off day. But uh, thanks, to everybody, for listening. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we will see you guys again later this week on Thursday uh, to start breaking down uh, this matchup between the Broncos and the Rams, which, Nick, it's going to be on Nickelodeon. I don't know if your kids will watch the Nickelodeon version, but I know I'm looking forward uh, to having you know some slime uh, on the television uh, for that game. <laughs> but, uh, but, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys again later this week. Yo, Adrian!